There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but only one thing to say that can help you protect them. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, a State Farm agent will be there to help you choose the coverage you need, no matter where you are in life. When you need coverage options, your State Farm agent is there to help, on the phone or in person. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. This episode is brought to you by Noom. Forget one-size-fits-all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off-limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Welcome to the Nerds Podcast number 669. Whoa. <laughs> 669. That's when uh, caterpillars eat each other out. <laughs> they just go all the way around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. More fun, comfortable tour this weekend in Boston and New York. Next uh, weekend in Milwaukee and Detroit. And then Philly. And then lots of cities. Go to funcomfortabletour.com. Katie Levine, what you got, girl? <laughs> Uh, I just want to remind people that this weekend, uh, that May 2nd and 3rd from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. is the NKLA Adoption Weekend at La Brea Tar Pits. And it's free to go and you can hang out. Well, can you and adopt saber-toothed tigers and mammoths? No, just, just uh, you know, domestic animals. Okay. You well, know? you can't domesticate those? I mean, they're in the tar pits. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> the poor woolly mammoth that's just like stuck in there that yeah. depresses me every time I see it. Trying to help his kid? Oh my God, I hate that so much. Or, uh, or uh, can, I, can I adopt a dire wolf? No, but you can go look at them. Okay. Or look at their skulls. Or yeah, you can look, look at their skulls. I think that's awesome. What a great, what a great place yes. to, do the, uh, to do the adoptions. Yeah, it, it'll be a lot of fun. Because the park itself is quite expansive. It, yeah. Like, there's a lot of room there. It's a really good... And pop into the Page Museum while you're there and yeah. go, go, go look I at love the, the stuff museum. they pull out of the tar pits. It's really cool. It's cool. But yeah, they're going to have a lot of animals and adoptions start as low as $50. So this weekend, La Brea Tar Pits. That's no money to no save money. the life of an animal. No, and it's all donation because it just goes back to the shelter, the organization to help animals. Again, yeah. so like you're just helping. It's just never you're just ending helping. help. You're helping, have, <laughs> you're helping have a little life in your house. And then you can have a dog like Scout, who's the best dog ever. Scout's so. a fucking amazing dog. Scout. Yeah, she just lies on the ground. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much. You do say she, you say she is active in other times. She is. Okay. She is, I swear. Uh, one of our loyal listeners, Diane Martin. Yes. You know Diane. Die Hard, yes. yes Diane, die Diane hard. Martin's been to more live Nerdist shows and stand-up shows of mine than I think she has the record. Oh, my God. I don't God. know what the number is, but she travels She travels around, and I did her podcast. That's um, awesome. A handful of months. Well, you, I was going to say, she has a podcast called The Die Hard Podcast, and it's D-I-H-A-R-D. I know I did it. <laughs> I'm not oh, telling, telling you. Them. I'm telling okay, my listeners. Okay, all right. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to jump in. Uh, it's about everything she's passionate about. Um, it's also about self-discovery, and occasionally she has people on it like you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's about comedy and whatnot. You can find it uh, everywhere that podcasts are, but also you can go to diehard.info. Excellent. Uh, also, our friend Nate Margetzi mm-hmm. has his uh, new one-hour special on Comedy Central airing 
this Saturday, May 2nd at midnight. It's called Full Time Magic, and it's really funny. I've seen clips from it, and Nate's the best. Yeah, so. Nate's great. He's been on At Midnight a bunch. and uh, he's, Nate's he's, one of he's, my he's favorite good. people, and he's also we're in our fantasy football league together, and he's won for the past three years, but Dynasties and Nate. So. <laughs> oh, my God, watching you talk shit. <laughs> I hope he listens to this. I hope he listens. I didn't expect... All dynasties I must end. <laughs> I didn't expect you to sucker punch someone. <laughs> oh, Katie. Uh, please do more stuff like that. Uh. Uh, so does our old friend, Eddie Pepitone, who uh, has a new album called In Ruins. It's available on iTunes now. So you should go pick it up because Eddie is uh, one of the funniest people I know. He's great. He's so funny. I love, I love watching him get angry. I used to love doing. We would do. We did open mics together. Like oh, I did wow. open mics with Eddie, and it just, you know, he was one of those guys that you, wherever you were, you would come back in if you were outside, like working on your notes or whatever. You'd come back in to watch voice, Eddie yeah. perform. <laughs> yeah. uh, you'd hear him. Yeah, and then of course he'd, he'd summon you, and you'd come back in. Serious so Nerds Podcast number six sixty nine with Eddie Pepitone. Now entering nerdist.com. We've officially started the Nerdist Podcast uh-huh. with Eddie Pepitone. Eddie? Are we on? Why this you... is the best. Hey, get in line. He's asking you a question. <laughs> get in line. That's all I'm here for now. Wait, do you, mean, do you mean he needs to get into behavioral line or get in line to get a question asked of you? I think it's a bit of both. I think he needs to get his act together just so he can get in line to have a question asked. Do you feel like he's not in line at the moment? I think he's ill-prepared. He's snacking. Yeah. He's, uh... Uh, I love... Excuse me, Eddie. This is private. <laughs> Uh, Listen, I'm just trying to prepare you for when you get out there and the things are going crazy. And yeah. Eddie, you know, Eddie's going and doing his Sometimes thing. Sometimes it's hard to control to him. Like, he's just going to take over. Exactly. And you I need think... to train for that. Yeah, okay. All right. Uh, I'm mentally, I'm doing, I'm doing a mental uh, 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 gymnastics routine right. in my I'll, head. I'll guide you. Up, down. Up, okay. down. Up, down. Manic depressive. Manic depressive. Manic depressive. <laughs> I think you're ready for Eddie. Okay, good. We'll cut all this out. <laughs> yeah. Eddie, how's it going? Good Hi, to see you. Hey, I'm here in line. You know, Joan, I don't like his tone already. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you know what? Like, go back outside. I'll vet him for a little bit. We'll do a pre-in, a pre-interview, and okay. then uh, we'll try and get... We'll, I'll we'll walk go. outside. Hey, how's it going? Uh, good. What will we be discussing Don't today? worry about it. I'll be right back. <laughs> this guy's a fucking maniac. <laughs> I just had to run back in. Sorry, I said this guy's a fucking maniac. Oh, okay, good. Sorry. Need to do better Foley work. <laughs> uh, Eddie, why do you dream about red birds attacking you? And <laughs> um, Chris, you know, my, my dreams have gone from red birds attacking me at night to now my parents. Now, this is a weird one. Okay. My parents, it, it, it's reminiscent of, I think it was called Apocalypse Now. No, not Apocalypse Now. Where's the one with Brando? Put his, uh, you know, his last really good acting role is like we. The freshman, Doctor Moreau. The freshman, <laughs> the freshman, and Doctor Moreau is very good. funny too. Both, yeah, that's it for me. Okay, but, um, no, I can't. I get this is too good. Um, he goes, we are the straw men. We are the hollow men. Oh, so he was Kurt. So that was Apocalypse Now. Right when he was Kurt. So lately, my dreams have gone from where my parents are inflatable. <laughs> and my shrink No I'm serious Like I went to hug my mother In a dream recently And all the air went out of her And I woke up 
<laughs> By the way, I see your faces have gone from this funny little No, it's foley fascinating. The funny little foley bit. Hey, the foley was a detail. <laughs> it wasn't the whole bit. Oh, I'm leaving again. <laughs> Holy shit. Maybe we, we shouldn't have done, we shouldn't have set the tone okay. with foley So walkouts. the air's going out of your mom. <laughs> yeah. The air's going out of your mom. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> what does this say? And I I'm, love you? Yeah. No, it should be I forgive you. And I'm hugging her. And You're I, killing me. And I realize that she's empty. Now, you don't know what great fodder that is when you have a shrink through AFTRA. Yeah. That, <laughs> that is such great. I don't know about a regular shrink, but a shrink through AFTRA with that kind of fodder. Like, now, let me ask you, do, are the other patients, do they have headshots all around the office signed? Yeah. <laughs> like, like a Thanks dry really cleaner? through a lot. I love your dry cleaning. <laughs> oh, well, uh, the kid from Growing Pains is up here. That's great. Thank Thank you. I didn't like like just headshots that say thank you. I didn't get any better. I'm still a raging narcissist, but thank you anyway. Right. You know, Jill Clayburgh. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, that was the only actress I could think of in that moment. My improv skills have gone so downhill. <laughs> you know, no, your improv skills are fine. It's just your reference well. <laughs> My yeah. reference 76. well. Thank you. Yeah. My reference well ever since falling off a bike on Chandler on the Chandler <laughs> pathway in Bur- Burbank has really gone to hell. It's you know when you fall sometimes off a bike, and you're trying to reference thing. The only thing you can think of is either Jill Clayburgh or Bert Convy. I don't There's know just what, the two of them. That, yeah, the two of them. That's yeah. That's it. The two of them together, uh, and and so she will always represent a female reference that you have to, and yeah. he will always represent a male. An actor, he was sort yeah. of an actor. He was a game show host, actor. Yeah, game show host, game show host, actor. Um, terrific, terrific uh, uh, pictorial acting. What was that uh, game show he did? Where uh, I think toward the end of his career, he was doing a pic. Picture stuff. Was he doing Pictionary? Pictionary? Did he yeah, do Pictionary? I think, I think or did he do a win, lose, or draw? Did he do a win, lose, or draw? Oh, yeah, that might have been it. Or did he? Or did he also do like uh, Tattletales? Or? Yeah, Tattletales. But anyway, my mother's empty. Like, and so just bringing that into the after shrink, you know, my mother's just empty. It, it's like deep stuff, you know. Yeah, deep, deep so stuff. That's you... So that's why the red birds are just the tip of the pepitone uh, psychological matrix of, you know, horror. Now the red birds are just a design on the dress she's wearing as she deflates yeah. in his arms. I haven't heard anything Thanks crazy like that since your... Sissy Spacek and Jerry Reed. Sorry, I'm just Jerry trying to... Reed? Well, I'm just trying to make Who's references... Jerry Reed, though? That... Oh, come on. Do I know Jerry you Reed? You never saw Smokey and the Bandit? I loved it. Oh, Smokey and the Bandit. No, yeah. no I, I only remember Jackie Gleason and Burt Reynolds You don't like any movies. trucker movies from the 70s? Oh. I, and I do not like Ice Trucker, you know, because I just don't like um, truckers who – I don't think they should get a lot of TV time. Really. <laughs> don't you now, think so? I mean, a lot of truckers t- listen to the podcast. And other, <laughs> you just totally – Oh, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. What is your uh, – you know, not, not to pry too much because this is all confidential, <laughs> but what does your therapist say about you hugging your mother and she deflates? She said – well, it, it, it's such a – it's one of those dreams where it's hard to uh, – it's hard to screw up that symbology. Obviously, she wasn't there for me. Right. You know, she was, there, was, there wasn't a lot there. That's not what I took from it. What did you take from it? That you, uh, 
are overly affectionate with your mother, and you're, uh, <laughs> and you're just you're, and you're just sucking the you're just like blowing the life out of her. The, her hey, life fuck you, buddy. <laughs> you know what? I don't. You see, you're the kind of shrink that would really set me. Jonah's back. not any kind of shrink. <laughs> what are you talking about? I've watched Mumford many times. <laughs> I don't know that reference it's, either. Yeah, yeah. A movie. All, was Clayberg in that? Well, Clayberg was not in that, so you wouldn't know it. <laughs> 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 was Clayberg? <laughs> no, she was in Dancing as Fast as You Can. And terrific. <laughs> so <know>. good. <laughs> so good. And then uh, Unmarried Woman, I think, was another film of Jill Clayborg's. That's the one I remember. Yeah. Where she finds out someone was cheating on her. And the, and the thing I remember most is when she throws up by a mailbox that never left me. You know how, like, just certain scenes in a movie, not even a great movie, but just stay with you. Like her, like, finding out that her, uh, her husband was cheating on her and her going to a mailbox. I think it's because I have such an antagonistic relationship with the post office. <laughs> you know? That, no, I'm serious. That I, that I remember her throwing up by the mailbox because... I, <laughs> Why do you have an antagonistic relationship with the post well, office? Because, uh, I don't antagonistic know relationship you. with blank. For me, for me, you know, earning my money through checks coming in the like my checks come in the mail, and I'm always on tenterhooks like a dog. Like I hear them yeah. when they're uh, in the yeah. hall of my building. Not to brag, I have a building. I, when I, when, the, the whole building. What the whole building? It's not mine. Oh, okay. Well, then that's not really a brag. Yeah, it is, and yeah. I. I was just trying to make it look good, but <laughs> I hear them. I think I hear them, and uh, it turns out not to be them. My dogs get upset, you know, when they're my dog. So you're blaming the post office that it's not them. You're blaming the you're blaming. I, you it's know, like yelling at the audience that's not there. For the show. You know, I don't understand this whole adherence to logic that everybody, does. especially it's, we're so irrational. I mean, fair. everything is so irrational. I mean, I brought up psychiatry. I mean. Who hugs a mother who's inflatable? Nobody. Right. You know? And now I'm being called out on the fact that the post... The po- Let you me know. ask you this question. Let me ask you this question. Is, is your mom a blow-up doll or is she just inflatable? Oh, now that is, that is a really good question. Right? And I'm going to ask you a question. Sure. What is the difference between a blow-up doll and an inflatable doll? One of them is... Uh, one of them you can fuck. One of them is a sexualized... Like, one of them is you a sexualized... Fuck. Me, and what? I mean... Well, dude, I thought anything <laughs> inflatable you could fuck. That was my... <laughs> No, 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 that no, was no, my that understanding. Is that is not right. No, if a you, ball, a beach ball is inflatable. But if you can deflate, you fuck a beach ball? Say again. You have never fucked a beach ball. Is that you what you're can't, saying? Because it wouldn't, it, it's not made to be fucked. <laughs> no, oh, it really? is. It's just you're in kind of a race. You know, like once you Listen, start, it's like I, I, you got to brag, but I can't fit in it. Uh, you know, I can't fit in a little blowhole. You uh, can't. You can't. Uh, why can't you fuck a beach ball? Because you'd pop it. What? You would pop the beach ball if you tried to fuck it. Right. A blow-up doll. No, I'm and then you wouldn't be invited made. back to another Dave Matthews concert. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 is he really known for those balls? I just think in- I just imagine those outdoor concerts where they're just like knocking yeah. a beach ball around, and then someone's got to fuck it yeah. during <laughs> during crash. <laughs> Hey, where's the beach ball I sent up, Margaret? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Holy God, what the hell is that? That was for us. Hey, you animal. (laughs) You animal. I'm sorry, I can't fucking hit the beach. There's too much sand. (laughs) No, but that is a good question. I think think she's a blow-up doll. Interesting. So that's sexual, then. Well, maybe. Well, every mother is sexual, is she not? Now, tell me. Take that back. Well, hold on. No, I'm serious, Jonah. You're telling me you never had a sexual, a sexual thing for your mother? Are you? Here's are a, you uh, by the way, this podcast, like it immediately, it immediately went to such a yeah. All the truck, all the truckers are like, oh shit, I don't know if I can. 
I don't know you if know I can what? take this. They're talking about mom's getting break or bigger 69. I've seen a lot of road ham out there, but <laughs> I never. Ham. You know I, what? I, I, I tell you, I took a, like a Thanksgiving. Some guy gave me a piece of ham for the road, and I, I kept on calling it road ham. Really? Yeah, and then I felt like Hillary road ham Clinton. Really? Oh, yeah. that's great. Are you into puns lately? Are you, are you I, I, to Increasingly, that? as I get older, here's the thing I'm not, I'm not ever going to become a father. I'm never going to have a child. Why do you say that? Because you know, he, la- he lacks the plumbing to, uh, he can't produce foster yeah, but you can adopt. I tried to fuck a beach ball once and now it's, it's no more. <laughs> you can adopt. No, I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want a kid. And then my oh, wife me too. Want me too. Kid. So we're on the um, same page there. Uh, and, and so, but you gave me the same response that everyone gives a married kid. I know, I know. <laughs> Even though I'm exactly like yeah. you, I felt like attacking you. It's what happens. And this is the thing. It's like for people like me, like it's always like they go like, they, they go, it's like, oh, you don't want a kid? But Deanna wants a kid, right? I go, no, no, she doesn't want a kid. And then the next question is always like, well, how old is she? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, how old yeah. is she? Because she's gonna want one. She's Moderately want sexist there. So. Yeah, it's a bit sexist. Um, <laughs> I agree with you on that. By the way, we're way, way, way too overpopulated. I mean, just in LA alone, just on La Brea alone. I mean, just you know what I mean. Like there are yeah. so many people. You're, you're building. It's got too many people. <laughs> My building. So many yeah. people that you think the postman's always coming, and it's always someone else in the building just getting away. Those are basically those. Those are the missed opportunities to not have people. <laughs> In your building. That's a very good point. So good for you for doing it. I mean, and plus with the oncoming, I think eco disaster will be first. I mean, seriously. Yeah. That is absolutely, I, I don't think that is avoidable. I, the, the, no, yeah. the eco catastrophe, and I don't mean to take it away from, you know, having sex with my mom right now, but <laughs> I, 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 we'll I really think that. the eco, eco <laughs> catastrophe is coming. So good for you yeah. for not adding to that horror. Yeah, I, I don't want to It gets sad when it. you're older, though, because I'm now 56, and again, that's not to brag. <laughs> uh, and, and that's right. You're still wearing a penguin T-shirt, dude. I I have not outgrown that shit. But yeah. uh, you know, it gets a little sad when you're older because you're like, well, who do I who do I give this three hundred dollars to? Right, yeah, that I've yeah. accumulated. The, you, you leave it to yeah. the dogs. Someone else's kid. <laughs> you leave you leave it to the dogs. Yeah. No, I don't want. One. Especially watching the you know I watched that show Walking Dead. And then uh, just show. like that, uh, I'm just trying to make it casual, try yeah. not to make it seem like it's a plug for your. I appreciate show. that, thank you. Um, <laughs> but there's like you know they're in, they're in a they're in a post apocalyptic situation, and he's got a kid that like what if, you don't know if the world's gonna end. What if you have a baby when that happens? And that baby's a fucking car alarm for zombies. Yeah, like, exactly. That is a, be- <laughs> that is a beacon. Yeah. It basically, yeah. the baby is just like, come get yeah. us, come uh, get yeah. us. Did they have? Ki- did because I don't I haven't watched the show, but did they have a kid? In the apocalypse, like that to me. Yeah, within why it. do yeah, people yeah. continue to have them all the well, time? Well, because fucking this really feels really good. And do you uh, have a kid? no, I don't have a kid. Okay. You know what? <laughs> you said that rather defensive. I don't have a kid. <laughs> well, I don't know. I you mean, take maybe, that back. Maybe at some point I would. I'm not a hundred percent never. Right, you're not going to say never. I'm not. I'm not a hundred percent never. I can envision getting to a point. Thank you, Kyle. I can envision getting to a point in life where I'm like, you know what? Everything's pretty comfortable. You've and bought I, enough stuff for your house, and you're like, there's still that one room. Oh, kid. <laughs> but, but I hope you no, would, I look at all the stuff in my house, I'm like, oh, yeah, a kid would ruin all this great stuff. <laughs> run into I hope the you saber wouldn't be tiger. a Harry Chapin type of dad. And what I mean by that <laughs> is not a guy who's going to die on the Long Island Expressway head on. <laughs> but a guy, and that was for the ice truckers out there. But... Or the truckers. <laughs> but a guy who isn't around. You know that famous song, you know? And the cat's in, in the, the cradle. cradle. That's not Harry Chapin. Yes, That's, it is. What? That's Harry Chapin. Isn't Harry Chapin? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Everyone boy. thinks it's Cat uh, Stevens. What? People think it's Cat Stevens. You said why, Islam. Why don't no, you I didn't think, think it was Harry Cat Chapin. Stevens. I think it was... Uh, 
I don't know. It's not Bert Convy, my friend. Are you sure it's, it's not, not Joe Clayberg? <laughs> I not. think it's Joe Clayberg. It's not Christopher Cross. It's and not goes, Dad, Kenny Loggins. Dad, will you throw me the ball? It's all about a father. Yeah, right. Every time I talk to my brother, I, my brother like you know always asks me to hang out. And I'm always uh, a little too busy to do that. And uh, but it, like he'll call and be like, "Hey, you want to go do something?" I was like, "I can't. I can't tonight." He's like, "What about tomorrow?" I was like, "I, I don't know about tomorrow." He's like, "Oh, okay." And then I just start going, "Cats in the cradle," <laughs> so, or just getting off the phone with my dad that before. A little shitty when when you I, I when I do too. it. No, no. When, when I do it. You know, when you're always like, oh, I can't. You don't want to hang out with his brother either? This is. I think this might be someone else's. Oh, Wednesday's no good. This has cinnamon in it. Oh, shit. Do you have cinnamon? This is just coffee. This is just black coffee. (laughs) Then your heart explodes? Yeah. Oh, good. All right. Did you put. Oh, yeah, cinnamon. All right. Sorry, I didn't mean to derail this conversation. No, no, no. I just had a sip of black coffee, so we'll see how that goes. (laughs) Then just a little. Oh, right. You you do decaf. Mm hmm. That's all right. Just <laughs> little, little blood, blood, blood down the, like I just scannered someone. Yeah. <laughs> from, from a sip of black coffee. From a sw- yeah, yeah. one sip of black coffee. Just a simple sip. So back to fucking your mom. You are... <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I was going to say, uh, sexualizing no, go ahead, your mom. Go ahead. Sexualizing I, was, uh, I was on my way. I was uh, I must have been in first grade or kindergarten or something like that. But I was drawing a picture of like, a mo- my mom, like a like, smiley. We're on the, uh, this is a real, real vivid memory. In the car on the way to school, circle face, put long hair. That's my mom. And it's like... And then, like, I started drawing, drawing the body, but then I drew tits and a bush on it. Oh! And then she's like, she's like, well, don't do that, and just crumpled it up. <laughs> and then, like, wow. I think that was her, like, giving me the signals, like, well, we're not going to go that way. No. Yeah. But you wanted to go that way, and I understand that. <laughs> <laughs> That's something that Kumel continues to do. That really, it's like I know he's doing it to joke around, but he won't stop ca- casually bringing it up, like every once in a while, that how much he thinks my mom is sexy. Is and, it really? Yeah, yeah. He's just like, it's like, oh man, I just was thinking about your mom again. Uh, <laughs> and like, oh my god! Even as a joke, at a certain point, it yeah, does, it does poke at a nerve. You're like, yeah. hey, I'm a comedy guy, I get it. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I know part of the joke is that you keep on doing, it, but please don't keep on doing it. Please stop it. Please stop it. Please. <laughs> <laughs> I know it gets funnier the more you do it, but I really wish you'd stop. Yeah, I remember the first time I heard like a, like a your mom sucks joke, uh, and some kid got like really upset. He's like, you don't fucking say that about my mom. And, and like, uh, I, I remember telling the kid. You know he doesn't really know your mom, so that's just there's no basis in fact on that thing. And yeah. then like kid like was like, oh you're right. Yeah, but it's just any taunting as a kid. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It, even if you even if you just said to you like, look at your shoes. Even if there was nothing weird about the shoes, and we'd be like, stop it. Like, there's <laughs> yeah. just something about the there's just something about the dynamic of taunting. Yeah. That we yeah. don't grow out of as comedians. Yeah. Uh, apparently. Yeah. Everything is an insult. Why would you say that? Why would you say that? <laughs> why would you say that? Well, why would you then say why that? Why would you say that? Why would you say that? Do you want to step outside? Why are you looking at me like I'm not looking at you. I, you know, <laughs> I'm thinking about my mom right Remember now. Remember when I used to do sound effects on the show? Yeah, I do. <laughs> All right, guys, I'm going to get in my helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie's here. He just came up on a Segway. <laughs> You're in. A, you, you love old radio, huh? It looks. It looks that way. Well, yeah. Let me turn this one on. Para, parakeets. <laughs> well, they have some parakeets. Yeah. What? What is this? This it's is a fire. Uh, it's a fire. Oh, nice. Yeah. I didn't even think of yeah. that. What is it? It's a thing that's so, going to get people to turn the podcast. What are you doing? You sure are a good tap dancer. Slow though. <laughs> oh, salsa. It's not, I can't. I can't not, do it. It's not working. Uh, it's not working. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I don't know if I, I mean, I can't think of if I, I don't think I've had any dreams like that. I can't, I honestly mm. can't think of well, any dreams like that. Yeah, those are total, like, 
anxiety dreams. Um, and it's not, they're not, it's not literally a sexual dream, right? It's representative right. of something. Right, yeah. right, right. I, I think, seriously, I think for me, it was just like uh, my mom not being there, you know, that kind of thing. Are, aren't most dreams supposed to be what, what the want is? Am I, am I wrong with saying that? It's like it's kind of represents what no, you... some of them are actually so. what's hilarious about dream interpretation, and it is funny. And by the way, why do they always say, like, I've always heard this, that if you tell someone else your dreams, you're boring them to death. Have you heard that? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. please, oh, please, don't tell me you... Like, I, I hear this a lot, especially on Twitter. I don't know like, until Martin Luther King that. Whoa! <laughs> he terrible. was the one guy. He was the one yeah. guy. Where, by the way, before this he, one guy in the back row, oh, I have a dream. Here we go. Boring. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what what people don't know is all the other dreams King did publicly that were awfully boring. <laughs> you know, like so. I remember when I was being chased by a clown with scissors. <laughs> but then it wasn't. And they really were clown. like, Oh, come yeah. on. All right, I'll get you back. I'll get you back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, uh, here we go. Here we go. We're just going to let it flow. Ooh, Another one see. that I had was my car wouldn't start. You know how <laughs> it, it was my car, but it, like, it wasn't really my car. Yeah, that's, that's the one. <laughs> and, that's it was, the, yeah. and then the car took off like a spaceship, and then there were flying dogs. So all these flying dogs were around, and I was like, but I wasn't as scared of them. <laughs> I was like trying to pet him, and I could fly for like a minute, but then I fell. By the way, this. Was then I was the, trying to run, but it was yeah. like I was in I was in quicksand. Yeah, these are all the very famous. I had a dream. Speeches. I had a dream. Speeches. I had a dream. So yeah, this yeah. is the compilation. I'm this glad he. I'm glad he brought his A game to the to, to Washington. To Washington. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> those are all the ones he was workshopping around. You know, right. the, the club I, circuit. I can't tell how offensive people are going to think this is. <laughs> I can't even try. It's all in good it. fun. I this think is, it's in good fun. It's in good fun. Max, let me let me make it even a little. Tensor. This is why Malcolm X broke with Dr. King. Malcolm X, they say it was because Malcolm was more into, like, we need to do it by any means necessary, where King was like, no, it's got to be peaceful nonviolence. And most people think that's the reason, but it was King's dreams that yeah, he just <laughs> Malcolm had a problem. Like, Not another oh, God dream! <laughs> please! Please! Yeah. Can we talk about the yeah. here and now? Please? <laughs> So what does your uh, therapist think? Are you okay? You fixed? You know, it, I don't know if you've ever been. Have you ever been in there? It's, yeah, it's yeah, a, yeah. It's, it, here's the thing. It's so – this is what – for me, being an instant gratification freak and wanting everything right now. Like I always think therapy is going to complete – like I'm waiting for the one session that's going to completely heal me. This is my crazy <laughs> mind. Like this is it. Today I really feel on top of what I'm going to talk about and I think I'm at the kernel of what's been wrong with me. You're at the one-yard line and yeah, you're about yeah, to yeah. – yeah. But it never happens that way. It seems to be like a – like just this very slow incremental like kind of understanding of what the hell you know what the hell uh how the hell my mind goes yeah i know because it's uh you don't it's not just like in one moment well it's all yeah all done i'm waiting for a certificate like eddie you yeah. are healed. Everybody. everybody. And all the actors, you know, all the after SAG actors are waiting for me. Like there's a big commen- <laughs> a commencement, yeah. a therapy commencement, you know, like everybody just going, oh, my God, this guy overcame all and, his and, pain. And all this pain. That's actually very frustrating because you can feel like 
Mm-hmm. I got it. I figured it out. And yeah. then the next day, you're like, God fucking fell. I yes. thought I had it. Yes. And yeah. now that's, today, I just fell on my face again. That's yeah. the worst thing when you're like, oh, my God, I really understand what mm. I am doing. And I really feel like I know what I'm doing. And then you fall back into it, and you're like, holy shit. Yeah, it's like mental health is on the tip of your brain. And so yeah. it's just, oh, you're always so close to Then I want to quit. It. Sometimes I want to quit it and go, you know what? This really doesn't work. But I think the purpose of it is is it does keep me like vigilant about like my really bad behavior. Like it keeps me from really going off like well, it the helps, deep. Well, it helps to sort of get it out so you can kind of put That's it into the too. physical world and deal with it. Yeah. You know, I, I find that uh, um, one of the biggest struggles uh, I think people can have is uh, maintenance. Is just yeah. maintenance. Like it's fun to start a project. It's fun to get super excited about yeah. a new thing or a new person or a new, and then uh, a new, you know, a new job or a new hobby. Yeah. But then at a certain point, it's just when it's sort of leveled out. It's like, no, I just got to keep this afloat. Like maintenance, I think yeah. is yeah. is so much more challenging. And you know, like I and, and and as a younger person, I was certainly this way. But I feel like I know so many people, particularly in the artistic community, yeah. who are addicted to starting things because of that rush of like yeah, new yeah, thing, yeah. new thing energy. And then Which, once yeah. new thing energy dies out, they just, they, they, Boy, they don't finish me. Yeah. But that's what's like, I mean that that's, you know, it goes so hand in hand with an industry like this, with entertainment where it's just like, you get, it's all project based stuff. You like, you get to start a thing and you do it and then it's, and then it wraps up and then you get to start a thing and you do it. It's almost the idea of that, that feeling. I think that's why a lot of people head into the arts in general, because it's all project-based, yeah. you know, uh, You know progress. what I think it is? I think people don't feel like they're being creative unless they're, quote-unquote, creating something new. It's like, if it isn't brand new, like, you know how you come up with an idea and you're very excited just the way you were talking about, but then to tweak it and, you know, workshop it and kind of, like, form it, I, I, for me, that's never been... Well, I think you just don't get an endorphin rush when you're yeah. like, well, I just got to make sure all the screws aren't rusty, you right. know? Yeah. Like, I just got to make sure everything's tight the way it right. should be. It's very and, funny. Uh, in the last episode of John Oliver, like, the whole episode was about infrastructure and how um, it's none of it's being taken God, care of. God, he's killing it. He's killing it. But it was an amazing right thing about it. how just, like, there's so many bridges in the states that are considered, like, dangerous or, you know, like, deathly. And and he just talks about how wow. it's like that American thing. It's like we just love building new things, but we don't take care of our stuff. No, and so like it's because it's not it's not exciting. And then we they, love yeah. war. We love spending trillions on war and none on bridges. But I think yeah. there should be a reality show now where they always have a camera on each bridge in America to see when it's going to go down. The, yeah. You know, and just be like, okay, here. And they know every car that's passing. It's like here's Bob Fredericks and his family. <laughs> yeah. yeah, is he going to make it? Is he going to make it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Oh, look at those bolts. And they also have cameras on the bolts on yeah, the bridge. Just so they and just can see him watching turning. them. We'll notify his family yeah. via tweet. Make sure to hashtag Bridges of Status. <laughs> yeah. And that was a, that was a, like a you crazy. You are good at it. <laughs> I know how to pitch a show. That was, that was the thing about it, too. Is like they once built a bridge under a bridge so the debris from the older bridge wouldn't fall onto the road. Oh, my God. Like that was one of the things. Like, I think that was in Pennsylvania. That, you know, that what's, what's super freaked out is that I used to have a weird pho- – I used to have a lot of weird phobias. And thankfully, I, I got therapy over Therapy through after therapy? I think therapy and yeah, I, I, stifling, shoving, <laughs> you know, all the types of therapy. And uh, but I used to get really freaked out driving over bridges, like bridges over large bodies of water used to freak me you have out. Yeah, the heights thing. 
It, yeah, I used to have a heights mm-hmm. thing too, but I don't know that all that all that stuff went away. But but I I was kind of mildly freaked out the last time I was in San Francisco because they have the the new oh, the, bay the bridge, new Bay yeah. Bridge. Yeah, watching the Bay Bridge, the new Bay Bridge get constructed and seeing those giant cranes with the little pods oh, and just yeah. imagining oh. being up in the pod that fucking high up freaked me out. New, but yeah. that new section of the Bay Bridge and you look over to the left <laughs> and it's the old yeah. dilapidated section of the Bay Bridge where it just. It yeah. just it's just in chunks now, yeah. and there's yeah. just vehicles on there, and you're like they're gonna fall out. Like yeah. it's so fucking terrifying. That is really terrifying. They're selling that that steel to China, apparently. That's oh what really? Yeah, I read up on that. They're like taking it apart and then just shipping it out. They're selling it. Oh wow! Yeah, well yeah. they got to do something with it. Yeah, and China's gonna smelt it. Is that correct? Because China's the one a, that dealt it. The one that dealt it. Yeah. yeah. I'm going <laughs> that fast. That's what I was. I was I was about yeah, to build. Thanks for finishing. Like you know the Chinese proverb, yeah. blah blah blah. But yours yeah. is much more economical. Yeah, yeah, that's true. This is this is a, this is a seven year work relationship, and that's. <laughs> what I can't compete. I was just, I was going to go to the reference wall in a second. You guys didn't come up with anything. Let's go to the hashtag reference wall today. Yeah. Rhoda? I don't. That doesn't even. Yeah, but it is. Uh, it, it is. I guess I was having. I've been I've been working out with the same trainer for ten years. Oh, is that right? Yeah. And um, that's good, and it, and it really helped sort of change my life. And I got really, you know, I've been really, and I love going in. And even on days when I don't feel like going in, I like going. I still go in. And uh, do you have a certain time always, or does the time? Yeah, change? it's Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. And I it's the in. same time because I'm yeah. just wondering. I'm also like, like the key to things. I wonder if one of the keys, like, to keep doing your projects, is to really have a set schedule. You know what I it mean? It really helps. It helps. Yeah. It helps to. It helps to be accountable to someone else. And it helps to have it be the set time so you don't have to think about it. The right. less you yeah. have to think about it, the more, you, the more you have to think about it, the more you'll talk yourself out of it. Yeah. The less you have to think about it, the more it's on autopilot. You just go. And now, now mm-hmm. it's been so long. But you know, we were talking today about how many different clients have come in. And they get, you know, it's like the dude that gets super excited. New Year's resolutions. Gets, kind of yeah, New Year's yeah. resolution energy where you're like, I'm so excited. I'm going to do this. It's and you get in. the same thing you were talking about with new projects, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, Like a month or two, I feel great. And then all of a sudden yeah. he's like, then I just never hear from them again. And then a year will go by and they'll be like, hey, man, you know, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got real busy, but I'm dumb, ready to do it this time. And I said to him, like, you know, I actually don't know what it was about. I, I go, I'm surprised that I followed yeah. through because before in the Peter Hardwick days, I was I was not a follow through guy, and yeah. somehow I became a follow through guy. And maintenance, because everything in my life right now is kind of is running, and it's, yeah. there's not a lot of room for brand new stuff, and so it's just sort of like. Okay, you know, I just got to. You're make, all about maintenance now, I, right? I, and yeah. like most of my life is basically just maintaining what I have and trying to improve on it and and not not get so overwhelmed with like with new with new relationship energy, new project energy. Yeah. Do you yeah. get because I I also and I and I think this might be uh, the personality kind of disorder we're talking about, but do you get overwhelmed occasionally? Sure. Like whoa, like yeah. this is too much. I do. And you just yeah. want to retreat. You just want to retreat. I call it ostriching where you just want you to put what? your head ostriching. Or yeah. just like you get overwhelmed by everything and then you put your head underneath a pillow and take a But I do I do I do have a thing for, I do have a uh, the, the best way that I figured out how to deal with that, which is you have to shrink everything in your life into manageable moments, right? So you get overwhelmed mm. because you think of everything at once. Yes, and that is the bitch about how yeah. to stop your mind. For me, how to stop your mind from going too far into the future. Because if I'm like, holy shit, you know, I'm going to have to go to London in, in, in May, and here we are in March. 
uh, and I'm freaked about it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to think about it. Like, when you project into the future is when you get fucked, I, I think. I think you just yeah. have to – you have to get done what you can get done in a day. Today, yeah. Yeah, I think the – years ago I read the, the Dale Carnegie book. One of the Dale Carnegie books said something about – Is that about it. making steel? It like was, how to monopolize the steel industry? How to tear down bridges and sell them to China. <laughs> and so uh, – it, it, but it, it's – it was something about living in daytight compartments and the idea of just being like, you know, like yeah. get done what you can get done in a day. And you have to be, you have to be forgiving with yourself a little bit and going Absolutely. like, you know, because most of the time you will catastrophize. Like if I don't, then everything's gonna, but usually things don't fall, completely fall apart. Yeah. Yeah. So as long as you can manage what you can get done in that day and then just get to whatever you can get to in the next day. Well, right. is a lot of the stress that maybe it's like, you know, you're afraid if you don't, Constantly think about all the things you need to do. You're going to forget one of the things. Well, it's and also, then it's going to be one of those moments. Where you're like, "Fuck, I forgot to." You know. Well, there's also the there's also a superstitious thing that I think where people feel like they have to be in chaos to make everything yeah. okay. Now that's an interesting one. I don't know if that's superstitious. You said a superstitious. thing? Well, I think it's a little obsessive. I think. Yeah, it's, definitely. I, but, but I but I think superstition is an offshoot of. Of upset of OCD, you know, where it's like, oh, if I don't do this, then these horrible things. Oh, are I see, you know, I like see. if yeah. I don't do religion, this, then yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, and so I think uh, I think interesting though that 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 people feel like, and I probably suffer from this through, but like feeling like they need to be in chaos. Like, what is that about? Some like, people like only... if they're not in chaos, that means nothing is but happening. It's a familiarity, you know, it's a familiarity of yeah. people when, when when you talk to people who thrive in chaos and you start poking around and you go, what was your childhood like? Right. Oh, my dad right. wasn't around or my mom right. was, my yeah. mom was really had right. issues and I never felt stable. You right. know, did like, you just walk out of the theater? Oh, I mean, I, <laughs> by the way, for me to call Sorry, this a theater. <laughs> um, but it's, you know, it's, uh, people crave familiarity right. Right. more than right. they crave almost anything else because you just, you know, like, it's weird to feel safe in chaos, which is basically what you're saying. You yeah, know what I mean? some people like, do feel very safe in chaos, and so they need it. So they create it, and and also creating chaos gives people a sense of control because if you can just knock stuff off the table all the time, you're essentially controlling the situation. Because what happens? You're controlling the outcome, and also other people typically have to deal with you. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like they yeah. have to – you are in a sense manipulating people yeah. into your chaos because yeah. they yeah. have to, oh, you dropped this here. Let me fix – oh, you – like it's a very powerful – creating chaos is actually a I very yeah. powerful manipulation tool. That's crazy. Here's the other thing that's hard to do day to day is also the ability – this is for me like the ability to say no. Oh, like the tough. ability to say no to people because it seems that everybody wants something from Well, and you. especially with what we do when you don't know when you're going to work and you sort of live this yes. kind of nomadic life. Lifestyle, yes. and it's like you're a hunter gathering. Yes, and then someone comes along. They're like, "Hey, do yeah. you want this?" To say no is mm-hmm. weird for us. Or can yeah. you do this? Can you do this? You would be great for it. Like all this stuff. It's good to say no, though. No is very it powerful is. word. Not yeah. just for yourself, but for the in you know perception the, of you. The, well, it, I mean, in the sense that you know, if if you have time, if if you spread yourself so thin, yeah, then the quality of everything you're working on overall is going to suffer a little bit because you're just not so learning how to say no is very is very powerful yeah yeah it, it really is it really is and just being and, and it seems that it never ends even right. though you keep saying no and it is good to do it it seems that just more it just never ends the amount of people if you do say them. yes to if yeah. you say yes to everything people will no i know intentionally take advantage of you and your time because they sort of feel like oh he'll do you know like and so then 
oh, well, right. if you're here for four hours, can you be here for eight hours? And can you come back tomorrow? And then, you know, if you're the type of person that yeah. wants to make everyone happy. That's the thing. Yeah, I've got that. And then, they're not malicious to doing that. They just like, no, it's like the no, same no, kind of no. thing. It's like, you know, uh, it, it seems okay. So they ask for yeah. more and it seems okay. So Yeah, so it is, it is good. It's mm-hmm. good for yourself to say to... You know, to sort of figure out what your boundaries are and what you think you can take yeah. on. And, but I, I think the overwhelming thing, you know, if you're super overwhelmed, don't think about the month ahead. Don't think about the week ahead. Don't even think about the day ahead. Just focus on what you can accomplish in that moment. Yeah, and just do, do a thing. And then the accumulation of those things throughout the day. Then at right. the end of the day, right. oh, you will have accomplished a bunch of things. No. Rather than just being in this inert yeah. state. Worry. Of, just yeah. be in worry. Because then that's where, you know, my... my th- I've, I said this in my book, and my therapist has said this a million times. She says worry is a misuse of your imagination. Yeah, it's oh, just it's a waste yeah. of it's a waste of creative energy because you're creating so scenarios, yeah. and you could be using that creative energy to solve problems or yeah. come up with other things. It's it is creative energy. It's just a creative energy that's attacking you. Do you? Uh, you know, they're starting to say that there's no such thing as multitasking, and do you agree with that? Is, is that kind of what makes that thing work, where you just focus on the one thing at a time? I think it depends on. I think it depends on how you define multitasking. I yeah. think there are certain. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, you know, you can be checking the news, answering emails, sending someone a text. I mean, I, I do mm-hmm. think, however, that human beings cannot focus on any. More than one thing at a time. Yeah. Really. Well, well what, when you're sending a tweet, you're not paying attention to the news. Right. It's like, that's a separate thing. Here's, here's what. Here's what's even more important than that is that when you are, and I do this shit too. When you're watching the news, sending a text, checking email, they say what it's doing. Like people who are now studying this shit because of the internet and all this shit is that it's rewiring our brain and really giving it, giving us intense ADD. In other words, like by doing that stuff all the time, it makes it harder for us to really just. Sure. Zone in yeah. and be like, okay, I'm gonna write a fucking, you know, I'm gonna write thirty pages for two hours without checking right. anything, you right. know. And a lot of people do that. Like, serious people are like, oh fuck, I gotta write a book. I'm, I, I love when people go, I, I'm not gonna be on Twitter till. You know, May 1st. You know what I mean? Like, I always like, shit, I can't afford to do that. Like, I I always panic about not being on Oh, yeah, no, my girlfriend says that to me all the time. She's like, "Uh, so we're going to go on a trip one time, and I'm going to get you to leave your phone at home. And I'm going to go, well, you are not going to get me to do that. (laughs) But what if? I know. I mean, and she's right, by the way. Yes, she is. But I I start getting panicky. Like, what if the car breaks down? Or what if we need to? And I think that's your your brain, like, being, like, addictive. You know, of it's course it is. your brain's like, no, but what if something goes wrong with my brother or my she's mom? Right. I don't says, need yeah. to take it everywhere. Of course, I don't need to take it. Everywhere. You know, but but I think what what you do, anything you do with any degree of regularity forms the habits and the patterns in your life. And so it, the, the bad news is that you can develop a lot of bad habits without realizing what you're doing because you really kind of have to stay on top of it. It's maintenance. It's maintenance. Yeah. But the good news is that you can you can learn new patterns and you can learn new habits. You, it just, it does take a little bit of work. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I'm just saying that I, I love all that shit. Like, like there's something, and, and they've talked about this too, this, you know, you know, in the brain, like, Again, it's the new shit, like on Twitter, like looking at the notifications and going, holy shit, this person, holy shit, Larry King likes my thing yeah. or whatever. It's such a rush, yeah. you know, and, you know, Larry King, I'm not, I just, that just was part of the reference wall, but, uh, you it, know who loves your stuff? <laughs> Joe Clayburgh loves your tweets. <laughs> Rhoda? Uh, no, no, that's, uh, no, that was, I was, I was doing a okay, to But it's all these, like, just stimuli, just rushing, you know, whoop, stimuli, 
And it's like we can't be without well, stimuli. I, and, and I keep saying, you know, yeah. that our brains yeah. are not if our, our brains. Te- Technology and the way that we exchange information now, I think, is beyond where our brains were actually evolved to that, handle all that information. Absolutely. And so I think that's why so many people – I mean, you know, when I was growing up, and I'm sure it's just because people didn't talk about it as mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. But I, I would venture to guess that there's probably more generalized anxiety and depression than probably at most other times. There is, by the way. I, again – Because I think there, we just can't process all the information that we're, that we're trying to process. There are studies that people and – it's, and it's in more developed countries. Depression is on the rise. Yeah, like sure. people are less happy. In wealthier, quote unquote, wealthier societies, because of all well, they got this stuff. yeah. They, I mean, everyone's very, things are very efficient, so they have more time to worry. You know, they're not busy trying to make money or doing stuff. Like they can get stuff done quicker, so they have more time to think and be introspective. And then that bums a lot of people out. Also, on top of that, it's just too much for the brain to handle. I think That's it's also what I think and it you're is. constantly seeing what other like other people that are doing better than there, you. That for me is a big one. Like that motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. How the and it could fuck be anybody. does he get a pilot on a travel <laughs> show? That kind of thing. <laughs> oh, oh no 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 no. That was not meant for. <laughs> that was Convy. Bert Convy had that many years ago. <laughs> But you know what I mean. It's like, what? I mean, how come Hollywood Reporter is doing an article on that person? And it's done in that voice. You know, it doesn't. Don't tell (laughs) Eddie about my shit, Kyle. (laughs) How dare you talk about my shit? Sorry, Kyle. I'm sorry. No one. I noticed I didn't get a call for that. But I think, and and I think, I think it's also why. I think it's also why. (laughs) Called you on the last pilot, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you did. You did. You did. That didn't go. So I don't blame you for not calling me. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Eddie, stop squeezing the air out of Jonah. (laughs) I forgive you. I think. uh, I think. uh, You know. That was my first spit take in a long time. That's a good spit take. I just spit coffee. I have not done a spit take since the Stooges Marathon a few years ago. Since the Great Stooge Marathon of 38. Hosted by? Hosted by Bert Convy? Yes. Okay. Um, But uh, I, I do think that it's also part of the reason why... Time is moving so fast because uh-huh. we're not perceiving the passage of time because our attention is always focused on something. And so we're yeah. just we like all of a sudden days turn into weeks, turn into months, and then you know it's, it's March of twenty fifteen already, and then yeah, and then days are multiple days now. Like it's everything's being uh, divvied up until like when you heard about something. Like last week, there was the llama chase. Everyone blew up about the llama chase. Like these llamas are out on the loose. People trying to, and then all of a sudden it was the dress. Is it black or and blue or is it gold and white? And that was like two huge events that happened on the same day for the internet. And then like right. it's like and like I talked to people who like. The next day, couldn't remember when which one happened or how long ago. Oh, yeah, because People it's couldn't all, figure it out. Because it's all, you, it's wow. basically all short term, it's all short term memory stuff, and you get caught up in it, and then the next day, your attention. I mean, it, it. I'm reading a book right now, which is amazing. It's called "Amusing Ourselves to Death." Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I know that book. Yeah. And, oh my god, it's an, old, it's an older book. This guy wrote. Yes, I was just going to say that. This guy wrote it before the proliferation of you know this stuff on the internet. Yeah. I mean, he just basically was writing about our culture turning from a print culture into a visual, you know, TV culture. You know, and this was hilarious to me that the Lincoln Douglas debates. Just to give you, you know, he's talking about like 
to shorten attention spans and nothing has any context anymore. There's no continuity to anything. There's no depth of thought. But just check this out. The Lincoln-Douglas debates for the president used to go on for nine hours. They used to have breaks to take dinner. They used to have breaks to take dinner, and everybody would come back and listen to them. Sometimes the debates would go on for a couple of days, and yeah. people were interested. Now a presidential debate is a hilarious soundbite exchange. Yeah, it's all, all soundbite. Nothing. Yeah, you have 30 yeah. seconds to respond. Exactly, <laughs> about, about the Mideast. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you have 30 seconds. Well, I think it's <laughs> not good what's happening. Time, Things shit. Things are a bit com- more complicated than that, but... Um, yeah. <laughs> You know, Mike Furman and I tried to hit as many of the Lincoln-Douglas debate spots in oh, you Illinois. Mean, yeah, we, that's great. I have, I have, I was going through some old pictures, and I have pictures of us <laughs> in front of a couple of the different sites of the Lincoln-Douglas debates, like pretending like we're debating. Uh, it was so much fun. Yeah, Pre- and, and, and like, like no one anymore has a sense of history. They have, they don't have any sense of history. Like I was thinking, uh, this is a bit I do, and sorry for doing this on the air, but a bit I do uh, is I go, uh, folks, because of the internet, Twitter, Facebook, and all this crap, you know, our attention spans are nothing. Pretty soon, a history class in this country will be like this. All right, everybody. All right, class. Today we're going to have a pop quiz on a very important time in our history. I'm talking about a half hour ago. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. A half hour ago was an incredible time in our history. Let me just give you an example on uh, a Twitter feed here of someone called Don't Look at My Basement. He was at the O'Hare Airport and he saw someone drop a sandwich at Quiznos and then a baby fell. And that will be on the exam. Like we're just concerned with trivia. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. It is. It is. We yes, we are absolutely concerned. Absolutely. And and I get these I'll, if I if I watch a show which you know, like like some type of a frontier type show or or a travel show where people just live in a in a in a cottage somewhere in the middle of nothing and raise their own everything. Mm-hmm. The part of me gets these little butterflies, where I'm like, that looks so nice. I'd stay yeah. here. That looks so nice. Same where where you just where you're just a self sustaining yeah. entity where it's like you know you're there you're with your partner. Maybe you have kids. Maybe you don't have kids. But the I call but, them partners too. Partners. Maybe. But your animals produce so progressive everything you. you need. You got your vegetables. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need. You don't like just being a self sustaining entity yeah. and not relying on anything other than right. just sort of. Ah, let's just. Uh, do yeah. you ever like dream like getting older and having like a bug out town? Like it's like it's like oh me and my partner got a place. I was just telling kinda... Kyle that right before the air that yeah oh yeah I, I, just, bug out I, just, keep, I just keep I just keep envisioning. Uh-huh. Like, Do you tell you about my bug out town? <laughs> <laughs> Detroit's kind of a bug out town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, Lydia keeps you know like what we'll spend. Like an hour or two, just looking at ranch properties. She's I think like, a yeah. lot of people she's like, do that yeah. stuff. Like, she's like, I want to, I want to just buy a ranch someday, and and it yeah. sounds awesome. But you know, I I definitely that's what Harrison Ford does. Redford, they all buy these huge ranches in Montana. Galifianakis, yeah, Galifianakis, well, yeah, that was in North Doug Carolina, Stanhope, right? yeah, Doug Stanhope. I well, totally Doug Stanhope just lives on his ranch, though, right? He doesn't. It's not like that's he ha- the idea, isn't it? Yeah, oh, I see. You I totally, like, I totally get it. I really, really get it. Absolutely. I look, I look at some areas around the Midwest and the Pacific Northwest, and just kind of, you know, I'm looking at Pacific Northwest. Yeah, I'm thinking uh, like north of Santa Cruz, maybe. Mm-hmm. That's, That's a nice little. Nice. Oh, right up around right. the border. There's some good. There's some good stuff up there. Somewhere where there isn't yeah. a drought. Like here, we live in a fucking drought, oh, which have is to be scary. Out there. Yeah, it'd have to be not here. Yeah, I remember. Yes. I remember arguing yes. once. <laughs> yeah, the first, the first place I ever bought was a condo in West Hollywood. Uh, Probably in 2003. 
And I remember arguing with an insurance agent because I was – this was such fucking bullshit. I was technically in a flood zone, and so I had to buy flood insurance. And I was arguing what? with an insurance agent. I go, in West Hollywood? I go, Southern California is a desert. And this woman in Texas goes, uh, California is not a desert, sir. And I go, don't you fucking tell me what – we are a desert. California is it almost – I'm almost never rains here, and it is it is a desert. California, Southern California, is a desert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it shouldn't be as green as it is. As it is. I love insurance companies, by the way. They're terrific. I, I flood fault. insurance. I had to buy flood insurance. Did, did, yeah. It was on the that was on the second story of a condo. Like yeah. I'm flood insurance. Did you ask her to try and buy some tsunami insurance? No. <laughs> That's good. Uh, see, bet tsunami was not a buzzword in 2003. Otherwise, uh, that would have been a good. That would have been a good comeback. Yeah, was it a buzzword? It, it, it's just the thing that. But it's a thing now but it wasn't like tsunami warnings. they happened they i got off of school many times growing up because of tsunami well warnings. you but here lived in, the mainland. in a very foreign land nobody yeah. knows <laughs> nobody it's knows what the state, hell you talking is it a, it's a state of these united states well, not really i mean you know not any, really any, any, taken by force anything that's that right was, that's right it is kind of hard to believe that at the beginning of just last century hawaii was not a state yeah 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 yeah, yeah. that yeah. it wasn't until halfway through that like Okay, you can be a state now. No, it, wasn't, it didn't really go down that way. But uh, <laughs> Okay, you, you seem to want it, it real bad. We'll give it to you. What are those cannons? Don't worry about those. No, they're not pointed at your queen. <laughs> American foreign policy is never really nice. <laughs> and now, Eddie Pepitone. <laughs> what were those guys? The Capitol Step Singers? Eddie and the Pepitones. Eddie and the Pepitones. Eddie and the Pepitones. There it is, yeah. yeah. It's just Eddie singing up front, and then a bunch of guys in the back going, God damn it! Uh, <laughs> Twitter has rewired our brains, and ice truckers suck. What's the, <laughs> damn it! What's the, uh, what's the old bit, the, uh, the guy having flashbacks while singing, uh, like crooning? Oh, so crooning. oh, oh yeah, I, I, I do a bit where uh, I'm a lounge singer who's having uh, Vietnam, <laughs> Vietnam flashbacks, and it's sort of like, there's a bird that's coming in my window. Get down! And that bird, that bird is the best little thing. I love you so much. No, Frankie! I can't believe I lost my best friend. There's my... Just the guy who goes back and forth seamlessly. Doesn't it go so far as you're like, uh, and that bird is, oh my God, Frankie, you're my best friend and I'm holding your fucking head in my hands. Yeah, that's right. And then I'll I'll interrupt that and go, where are you from, sir? (laughs) And then I'll go back to holding the guy's head in my head. How is your voice holding up? Dude, that we I actually remember talking to you about the voice thing because you were, I don't know if you still do a lot of singing, but we were talking about this and you recommended Slippery Elm lozenges, yeah. which I which I have. Yeah, it holds up. It's actually been pretty good um, because I did a long run in Edinburgh, which was 25 shows and 26 wow. nights. It's a crazy. I'm not doing it again. This is the second year I did it. And that, those were hour long shows. And oh the first time I did it. Near the end of the run, I had no voice. I went to yell at my wife, and nothing came out. <laughs> and I, and that was the scariest, <laughs> scariest thing because I couldn't defend myself. For- I couldn't. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but I I do a lot of throat coat tea. Oh yeah, a lot of that. I bring that on the road, okay. and I'm yeah. fucking talk about superstition. I am paranoid if I'm in like Scotland or like a long run or even doing a headlining gig. Uh, you know, I have to have like a shitload of that stuff. Well, it makes it, you know, like it kind of makes it less fun and sexy, but you should 
be doing vocal exercises. Like you should I, get I've a vocal done those coach too. I've done those too. Because I know it's not. It's more fun to just be like, ah, I'm just yelling and it's raw. But I, like the first, the yeah. first year that we did the podcast, mm-hmm. we had uh, Ozzy on. And I went to his house and podcasted him. And as I was leaving, he was like, All right, I gotta go up and get ready for a gig. And I heard him doing vocal exercises. Oh wow! And they were very classically trained. He was going meow 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 meow, and it just sounded so. Just seeing again maintenance, what it takes Absolutely. to to make you know like the you have the older you get, the more work you have to do to create the illusion of seamlessness. Yeah, right. Yeah. So it's you know it, it right. it's it's unfortunate when you're and young you can just go vocal. yell a lot. And I and I don't do those vocal lessons as much as I should. You know what I mean? I I don't. And again, that is the maintenance. Don't I don't uh, I don't get to rec- do do much music stuff anymore because. Mm-hmm. Between at midnight and I work on a video mm. game and a cartoon and my throat gets so shot and the stand up that I can't I can't really sing I, I want I want right, to make right. I want to make weird country songs and I can't because yeah. I get, my voice won't my, my it holds up for like one song and then wow we just start doing a different kind of singing do country like do like Johnny Cash or maybe just kind of quiet or some of that I hurt myself today. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> you still say I don't know how to do that. Do you still do vocal lessons or? No. I mean, I mean, do the exercises? Do you? Do no, you? I had a great vocal coach that mm. uh, Ricky Lindholm turned me on mm-hmm. to. Um, a guy named David Corey, who was great. And before I shot my special a few years ago, I was going to him for a couple months because I was terrified. That the night of the special, because I've been doing so many shows, I was going to be like, "Thank you for coming." Yeah, yeah. I was, I was which real. I think I heard happened to Jeff Garland. Jeff, I heard what? Yeah. recently blew his no, voice out a couple a few years back. ago. It's when Dana did "Let Me Put My Thoughts in You," um, that special that Odenkirk uh, ended up directing, is because Dana was opening up for Jeff Garland, and Jeff Garland did one night. And uh-huh. then blew out his voice and couldn't do the next night. Whoa. So then Dana just did a long set. Bob Settle had all the Whoa. equipment there, Whoa. taped it, and then put it as a special. But Whoa. yeah. Uh, and Garland, I don't think Jeff screams a lot. You know what I mean? But he's, he's always at that high register. The though. high register, yeah. The, the incredulous, like, yeah. that's... And if there's nothing scarier for, for for a performer, man, than to lose... Because that's what we have. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when... Oh, my God. When my voice started to go, and I think I had, like, I had, like, a week to go in Edinburgh... I was just so – I was literally terrified, you know, literally Yeah, it's like, it's like if you were Louis Armstrong and you had a trumpet and you were like, but if you play this trumpet too much, it's going to disintegrate. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. You know, like so you have to be very careful. You have to be very careful. Yeah, when I was on tour a while back, like it just like three shows in, just it started going. And uh, I saw uh, George Carlin perform in 2007, I think, and mm-hmm. – uh, he uh, he did this thing. No, it's two thousand fucking four. But like he did this thing where he he kind of lost it and he kind of like got a scratch in his throat. Like oh, and he lost yeah. his place in the bed. Oh, flat Coke. Yeah, then yeah, flat flat room temperature Coca Cola. He said that's what Pavarotti told him about. Flat room temperature. Like Coca Cola. It's a quick fix because it's just kind of the syrup kind of just coats George it. George Carlin, drink the Coca Cola. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? He's not around anymore, right? Did he die? Uh, Pavarats? I, I, think, so. I think he did yeah. die. Kyle? Uh, yeah, I think, he, I think he's gone. I think he's gone. I mean, he might be gone. I think he's gone. But uh, anyway. Is Pavarotti dead or alive? <laughs> <laughs> he's a cowboy. 
So what's next, Pepitone? Well, is a special uh, coming out? In yeah, Ruins well, is out? My, well, well, no, In Ruins uh, on Netflix is my big thing, and it, and it just went to iTunes, and okay. uh, I'm excited about that. But In Ruins on Netflix has been a really cool thing for me. You know, really cool thing Netflix for me. Netflix is a really – it ended up becoming a fantastic platform for comedians. Yeah. Because obviously the challenge is – how do you know? How do people find you? How do people discover you? And you know, when your special airs on TV, it, maybe it airs once or twice, yeah, and then maybe not again for months, or maybe at four o'clock in the morning. But yeah. just right. having that Netflix suggestion right. engine, like, yeah. hey, here's a new special by Eddie Pepitone, or just anytime anyone sees you, uh, you like me, go watch it because they can just go and watch it, right? And it's just this the right. ease. And now it's gone to iTunes too, so that's uh, and then I'm oh, going to I'm highness. going to. Uh, I'm going to the punchline. I'm going to headline the punchline. San Francisco? Uh, March. Yeah. Right, right. I always, I always there's think there's two. I always think there's one punchline. Yeah, yeah it's San Francisco. San Jose, right? uh, yeah, doing Are you going that. back to England? Yeah, and I'm going to do the Soho Theater in I May. Saw, I saw you. Oh, so yeah, that theater. place is great. Oh, that's right. Oh, shit. It was so nice to see you because, yeah. you know, being in another country and seeing somebody from the hood is nice. Yeah, it was awesome. Then we got dinner afterwards. It was a blast. Yeah, you yeah. were just going. Were you on your honeymoon? It was like our, the last night of our honeymoon. That was really yeah, sweet. Yeah. That's a cool neighborhood, but uh, on, mm. but at night on the weekends, it oh, just it turns into oh, like. I it's know. just like fucking drunken club Drinking fest. is an Olympic sport in the UK in general. <laughs> yeah. In Edinburgh, during that festival, I just call them the bobbers and weaver they weave and sing. No, even the Olympics only happens every four years. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That right. is a nightly activity. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> they know how to drink, man. They really do. Yeah, it's 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 kind of fun to go back there and be reminded, like, oh yeah, this is why I don't do this. But yeah. then, God, but then you pass like a really charming pub that's been there for like three. Yeah, years. oh, <laughs> I know, I know. Oh, it's dear. the only time for I'm ever. And then, for his and, then, the and then all the shit in your head is like, yeah, but this is how they socialize, and it's a great way to socialize, <laughs> and it's a deep, deep culture of socialization. Yeah. And I ra- should be part of this. I'm not getting the UK experience. And they wrap it up by 10 p.m. It's yeah. great. It's the perfect setup. Someone told me that they had to. They have to close the pubs early there, or else no one will be in work in that country. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, you know, they, there was a huge protest. They were going to stop allowing drinking on the tube. And like people, tube? yeah, people I didn't were going know they like, could drink on the yeah, tube. you could drink, you could drink anywhere. You could just walk up another street. <laughs> I walked like I had a pint glass, walked from one place to into another place. And I was like, is this wrong? And everyone's like, no, no one gives a shit. Everyone uses the same pint glasses. Holy no one cares. Crap. And like, uh, you, like you were allowed to drink on the tubes. And they were like, we're not going to allow that anymore. And people were like, that's ridiculous. You're taking away our rights. Mm-hmm. There was a huge protest about it. And they're talking they're, about all types of tubes, like yeah. CAT scan tubes, yeah. all kinds of tubes, but they, apillary you, tubes. You, you tubes. They, they did <laughs> it. You. They did it. And like crime and sexual assaults went down astronomically. Like all crime stopped on the tubes because they were, people weren't like allowed to just get drunk and be wasted and like fuck things up. Interesting oh, correlation. Wow. Yeah, there was a town in Brazil that economics. There was a there was a town in Brazil that stopped. The uh, last call was now at like I think like uh, eight p.m. and same thing happened. Like crime went way down. It's almost like a percentage of people don't understand how to behave responsibly yeah. when consuming large quantities of yeah. alcohol. I don't know. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's really that crazy. is a yeah. great thesis you have there. <laughs> yeah. I, it's just something I'm noodling around with. Noodling. But you got to be careful, though, because you don't want to, you know, as, a, as an ex-drinker, you don't want to, you, yeah. you don't want people to yeah. feel like you're going, hey, because I can't drink, right. you guys can't drink. Yeah. But seriously, a percentage of people should not fucking drink. Very Absolutely. true. I've never, like, you know, it's like uh, the worst thing that, like happens i never got like violent or i didn't whenever like like getting drunk i never want to run around and like do stuff it's like like i just want to keep on chatting 
That's like that's <laughs> like the biggest like I get drunk and I just I was like no 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 we're all like yeah, let's just yeah, keep yeah, on yeah. chatting. No, so no, I, Clayberg I, was great in this other film. Yeah. So I had this dream where I could turn into a whale. Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Come on, Dr. King. <laughs> You're carrying around a dream catcher with you. <laughs> Just in case I pass out anywhere, I'll get the dreams. And then we'll, we'll take a, a verbal slideshow of all of my dreams. <laughs> I never, I, I kind of don't remember them anymore. Dreams? I yeah, I just have like pieces. That's actually good, I think, because I think if you're really sleeping deeply, your anxiety level, I think that's where exercise also comes in. Like, you know, you're, you're kind of yeah. really nice and tired and, st- and st- because I think your mind needs to you know what, fucking though? rest. I woke up at, I, I passed out at 1130 last night. I mean, like, I yeah. had like probably like a Is that early for 13 you? hour day. It's about average. I, yeah, me too. I woke up at, both Lydia and I both woke up at 330 in the morning and just couldn't go back to sleep. So we, just oh, hung, so we just hung up. But I had to get up at 7.45. So what would you decide to do? We just <laughs> talked, Jonah. <laughs> yeah. We just had conversations. <laughs> it's not... <laughs> Tell me more. So we talked. We, you know, we yeah. just hung out for a bit. And, you know, like... Ooh. And, and, uh, did you get up for some water? Yeah, I did. Um, I was all up in that water, Jonah. Hey. What? That's gross. What's wrong with fucking a water? <laughs> um, I was just getting some arrowhead. Come on, guys! <laughs> yeah, I like that. Me. Me. That should be there. Camp. Huh? That huh? should be get some arrowhead <laughs> for the road. Yep. And then basically, it's a bottle of water, and you slowly push your head down. <laughs> <with the bottle laughs> um, you, you push your own. Head. You push your own head down onto the water. Like, uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, <laughs> Arrowhead never asked for a return in the favor. <laughs> you won't have to worry whether you spit or swallow. Uh, with Arrowhead, it's always swallow. No, well, I don't know about our new campaign. <laughs> the oh, really right. conservative Arrowhead guy. What are we talking about? Oh, I, I don't understand. It's sexy. Gah, 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 it's it's gah. a sexy no, the spit campaign. or swallow thing. Gah. I don't know. Well, mm. oh, hang on. Wait, hear me out. <laughs> It's a sexy campaign. People want sex in their water. It's a sexy campaign for a sexy world. I just think we should go. It makes you come quickly. (laughs) I think we should go that (laughs) Arrowhead, it makes you come quickly. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) If if you know how to do it right. (laughs) But I, uh, we didn't, we basically just stayed up until like six. And then I fell back asleep for for an an hour. hour That's when the dreams happen. Yeah, when you wake up and then fall back asleep is when the dreams happen. Yep. Is your brain starting to go? Also, uh, when, you, when you're traveling, like, like when you come back from travel, lots of dreams. I don't know about you, but like you come, come off the road just like lots of dreams or even when you're No, I don't know. I just you don't. You don't do it, huh? No. Good for you, I no. think. No. But I was... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> the guy who's not sure about anything. Yeah. Good for you, I, mean, I think. I mean, I'm not sure. sure. That I'm... must be great for you, I'd imagine, I think. <laughs> I'm positive this will work out. Maybe, <laughs> could be, could be. I don't want to commit the world's to worst uh, life coach. Uh, I think you should. Uh. I mean, I don't want to take any heat if I'm wrong. Uh. So I'm happy for you, unless I shouldn't be. <laughs> give me a reason. Just give me a reason. So, uh, In Ruins is on Netflix and iTunes. Yes. And what else? Where, you, where, where else are you going to be performing besides the punchline? Uh, doing the punchline. Then after that, I am going to Moon Tower. Oh yeah, in Austin. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Yeah, in April. I think that's it. I don't now. think I'm doing Moon Tower this year because I think I'm doing a, a run of 
shows in Texas later in the year. Oh, cool. And I'm excited about doing Jonathan Katz live at Moon Tower. Oh, that's yeah, going to be great. It. Yeah, yeah. So I'm kind of excited about that's that. That's rad. Sure, man. That's really, really cool. I've never met him. I didn't do the original show. Oh, he's show. really nice. Yeah, I hear. He's a good guy. And I love that show. Yeah. So that's kind of exciting. Katz is great. Um, mm-hmm. London, and then you survived Edinburgh. Jesus mm. Christ. Do you get to yeah. day 17 and you're like, oh, I'm only oh, halfway dude. there. Oh, dude, yeah. And, and talk about that whole thing we were talking about before, about staying in. It, you, know, you know, tell me if this is true. As you get super busier, you have to learn how to stay in the day or you will go insane. I mean, and that's a perfect example, like a long uh, run like that. And, and, and if I start going, oh, my God, this is only day 17. I have to go to day 26. I'll go nuts. Right. I have to go just like, okay, let me have dinner. Tonight, right, yeah, and fucking take it from. I'm there. telling you, you a lot of a lot of the overwhelming thing will go away if you can just just be present in the moment. Yeah, you know, you just sort of release everything, but whatever, but just that one moment, and it really it really does help. Yeah, because that's mean, what you can. That's all you can do. That's literally all you can do. You know, there's a guy. I don't know if you read this book. I, I forget what it's called. Ah, oh, fuck. I wish I could remember. He's a newscaster. I don't know if you've heard of this book. Uh, uh, anyway, he had a fucking panic attack on the air while delivering the news, and, and I wish I could Google it. And oh, he, man. He, it, 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 it got thrown to him. This was at the beginning of his career. I can't, his name is Dan Harris. I forget what, what news – but he's written a book now, and he basically says that if you meditate and stay in the moment – you will become ten percent happier. Like, like, <laughs> like he's not he's not like promising like total enlightenment, right? But he got so consumed with just you know the rush of doing the fucking news and being like you know an international correspondent that he just fucking blew his mind out. You know, Fuck. and on the air he Ugh. had a literal fucking panic attack. Oh, I love the way you described the panic attack once, which was like getting fucked in the heart. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. You used to remember? I did. Yeah. 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 You know, and I, I was saying I would say that at shows, and yeah. it was a very it was a polarizing bit. Because <laughs> it? The people who understood it, who had suffered like, anxiety, yeah. would laugh really hard. But then most people don't have it, and so the re- so it was just kind of head scratchy for most people, and they didn't really understand it. So I just I kind of just bailed on it. But it yeah. was uh, yeah, that is the uh, that is the best way that I can kind of describe. That feeling, and it, you know, and it almost tricks you every time. You're like, no, I know the other times were not real, but th- I think this yeah. one's real, and that's sort of the insidious yeah. nature of it. Yeah, because it's dealing with such a having a couple lately. Well, because you're, yeah. and but but you know, yeah. when you take a step back, you know, it's like Tom, the trainer, this trainer that I work mm. with is like, exercise is good for that. Shit it's good, too. but it, it's also it's also like kind of taking a step back to a more global view, view of your life because a lot of times you get caught up and you're like huh, I don't know I don't know why I feel so or-. and you take a step back and you go okay you just got you're getting over a cold uh, you're working on three things this week uh, you had to you had some weird dietary change your your partner is mm-hmm. taking a job and they're at like when you start looking words, at all the pieces, reasons yeah. there's yeah. reasons that you're because you're so caught up in much. putting out the emotional fire that you forget like oh wait that's probably because this changed and this changed and I have to right. do this and I have yeah. to do this. And even just kind of recognizing that and you go, ah, okay. So this is just a temporary thing that's yeah. it's just symptomatic of all of these things at once. Right. So, th- so knowing how much stuff you're doing at once, it's actually not surprising. So, Oh, I didn't say I had. Oh, but I felt like you were suggesting. No, I said my friend has been having a couple. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah Joni, no, you I, can I, talk I, openly. I've been getting overwhelmed. Like, yeah, like, but you were saying, yeah, I, am, I have been getting close. This I, know, I don't friend think of really... yours, this friend of yours, does he buy a lot of records? Uh, n- <laughs> he does, too. No, but uh, I don't think I'm I've sure he it. does. Yeah. 
Uh, no, I don't. I don't know if I've ever really had a full-on panic attack. Because it's like it's, well, you're Hawaiian. Because like, you're Hawaiian. Playback like, uh, came better. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. No worries. There's um, no panic over there. I just was yeah. in Maui, baby. It's great. It's yeah. great there. Uh, yeah. The thing is, it's like I always thought that maybe I had panic attacks, and then like hearing multiple multiple people describe what it is, mm-hmm. I go, oh, I, maybe I just get a little stressed and. Uh, uh, you know, I can get both. them in, in, in like on planes. Like I, get, I have a little claustrophobia like sometimes when I'm overtired and I'm traveling. I'm really susceptible when I'm overtired and, my body, and I just I feel a little shaky from not sleeping. Your defense mechanisms aren't up. Oh, and then I'm like, oh, Christ, this is, this is the inner panic attack. So you're going to take oh, they're, they're closing the doors on the plane. <laughs> Why is that guy coughing next to me? <laughs> yeah, I don't... Jesus Christ, I forgot to call Bob about the goddamn fuck. Never went anywhere in my life. <laughs> <laughs> it goes meta after that. Like I never did anything with my life. But it feels like <laughs> it you're goes dying. Right to that, yeah. like horrible. You know. Yeah. What did you? What did you just it say? Feel, but it feels like you're dying, right? Yes. Well, uh, for it, me, it feels like something is wrong, and you can't identify it. So your brain goes into. <laughs> yeah. Like I gotta go run, get up and run around in yeah. circles mode. You know, it's like yeah. I. I, something's happening and I don't know what it is because you can't, you know, there's a series, you know, there's actually like a bureaucracy to a panic attack because there are a <laughs> series of, there are a series of points where it, I'm sorry, like, ma'am, we can't let you completely flip out until you finish this paperwork. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, well, but I mean, there, there are a series of escalation points. Yeah. Like it, you, it's, you don't always just go from zero to I'm breaking out. It's just like, Oh yeah. Oh, Oh, like it, yes. it just, you know, your brain kind of checks to see what's going on. If you can't identify it, it goes to a second stage. Oh. Then you start feeling worse, and then you're like, okay, well, what if this doesn't stop? And like, it gets more complicated. What if this doesn't stop is a great way to well, the describe what ifs, it. What ifs are the, I've determined that what ifs are the worst questions you can ask yourself yeah. because you never ask what if for a positive outcome. It's what if this is catastrophe? What if I die? What if this happens? Mm-hmm. What if that? What if that? Boy, and they are the great again. You know, going back to that theme, they are the greatest thing to that says. Okay, just breathe. Yeah, like like instead of fucking worrying about all this shit. If you can let everything else go, because I had a therapist once tell me that you you know again this goes back to only being able to focus on one thing at a time. If you can slow your heart rate down and focus on your breath. You cannot simultaneously be relaxed and be in panic mode at the same time. It's not physically possible. So if you can just slow your heart rate down and and focus on your breathing and just stay in that moment and not take on, you know, even if you're just focusing on slowing your, you know, like slowing your breathing down, then uh, then you can a lot of times pull pull out of it. Yeah. yeah. So um, good luck with all that. Uh, and, uh, Thank you for the brown paper bag to breathe in. <laughs> does that work? Uh, so people say it does. I have I have not used that because I feel too embarrassed to be like on the four hundred five sucking into a brown paper brown bag. brown bag in it. <laughs> like what's he doing? Drinking out of a bottle? <laughs> <laughs> Sir, Huffing. pull over! Oh no, not the cops too! Oh, this you're not helping! You're not helping! <laughs> right? Put the bag down! Put the bag down! <laughs> Want that at I all. just need someone to talk to, officer, about my career. Uh. <laughs> Don't we all, pal? Put your hands behind uh. your head. <laughs> I got my headshots in the trunk. <laughs> That's the officer. <laughs> the officer. Uh, cool, man. Yeah, Good to thanks, see you Chris. again. Thanks, thanks for man. being here, Eddie Pepitone. You're welcome, man. 
Yeah. I'm sorry we never solved the mystery of the inflatable mom. <laughs> that oh, H- Hardy Brothers, the Hardy Boys. <laughs> <laughs> the mystery of the inflatable mom, the Hardy Boys. The Hardy Boys. Yeah, we didn't solve it. Well, that's all right. Good night. What? What do you mean? Well, maybe I want to mix it up a little bit, Jonah. Oh, yeah, I'm fine with that. Which is taco, uh, tostada, uh, gordita. <laughs> Enjoy your tostada. Crunch, uh, Mexican pizza. Mm-hmm. Uh, Those all seem to be Taco Bell items. No, no, some of them are El Pollo Loco. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> enjoy, your, enjoy your burrito bowl. You know, for everyone who's uh, trying to trim down, enjoy your burrito bowl. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. This episode, of ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 65th National Finals of Distinguished Young Women. Every year, one girl from every state leaves her family, her whole life behind, for two weeks and spends each day training, practicing, preparing. Because to win this competition, she needs to wow a panel of judges with her academic record, her athletic ability, her speaking skills, and a show stopping talent. I met her and I was like, she's going to win. I wouldn't say I have an ego problem, but I'm extremely competitive. When I sing that song about being a black woman in America, there's going to be backlash about that. Oh, I'm just so happy. So happy. I don't want to see them. I don't want to talk to them. And then we stayed with them for the next year, unpacking just what happened those two weeks in Mobile. I'm Shimoliai, and from Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery, this is The Competition. Follow The Competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to The Competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.